and welcome to We Are Doomed, a Sakura Rangers podcast. Where we focus on conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. Who are we? Well, I'm the Black Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. And we have a special guest this week. Hi. Hi. Yeah, this is Ebbs of Lost Things. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Welcome to our podcast as our first fourth chair. Sweet. I'm so honored. <laughs> you should be. Now tell Much us, what the hell is Lost Things? Uh, so I play games and I fail for games. your sick, sick entertainment and enjoyment. So yeah. do you get lost in these games? Probably. Most definitely. <laughs> I'm not sure how sober, I mean, I'm on hiatus now, but I'm not sure how sober I'll be for half of most of them. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it'll be funny, maybe. Kind of, sort of? I, I aim to I aim to laugh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, the yeah. most honest let's player in yeah. history. <laughs> I guess I'm funny. I I like to. Uh, think I I like to think I'm funny. I could be wrong. Okay. Well, Ebs, that is the truth of life. Well, Ebs, um, as we are a cosplay and nerddom in general type thing, and we met you through cosplaying at cons. So, how did you get started in cosplay? I actually started really, really recently. I started like three years ago at a little tiny convention in the Seattle area. Um, and then it went downhill from there, basically. Well, <laughs> For lack of a better way to describe well, you, it. Well, you were about two years after me and Tyler, I think. Yes. Pro- probably. I, I started 2013, so if you guys started... 2011. 2011. Perfect, yes. Yeah, yeah around there. Right back. So what was this first con? What like how big was it? Like what was what what was it? It was tiny. It was AkiCon. That's where I met Robert actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had like a panel thing, and I knew Demix or okay, basically our Demix, our Demix, yeah, Kuro, Kuro. And then she she's like, hey, we had a p- couple people drop out, and they had a costume of Mar for Marluxia from Organization Thirteen, and. Yeah. The rest is history. It pretty much. <laughs> well, okay. And what kind of got you to go cosplaying for the first time? Um, basically that and wanting to help a friend out, a friend in need out. And okay. also I've been a huge geek nerd, et cetera, for like forever. And so, I, yeah, go ahead. So, so you got kidnapped is what you're saying. Yeah. Wait, we... Did, did we ever talk about it? what got us into cosplaying? Um, kind of, sort of. Uh, Robert got it because he was following a girl. <laughs> oh, that's right. What? <laughs> Shit. Well, I think that's what we said. That, no, that's what went... Uh, that was our first con, basically. Going uh, to first cons. So that was... Well, that, that was also... That kind of went part and parcel with Robert. Yeah. That's, that's what got Robert to go to a convention. But is that what got him to cosplay? Pretty much. Okay. Okay, well, we could skip over Robert then. <laughs> No way. Because, like, I, I want to say, I want to say, from a young age, I always loved Halloween. I always loved dressing up. And so then when I learned about cosplaying, it's like, well, you can do that all the time. And you can you dress up as, like, your favorite anime or video game characters. And I was just like, <gasps> so, like, because I remember First it all started. Sora. Yeah, because I was, I, I loved Kingdom Hearts. And I, I wanted to make a Keyblade. I was like, man, that'd be cool to have a Keyblade. Man, that'd be a lot of work. And then I made a Keyblade. And it was really cool. And then from there, was, that was just it. So how I got into cosplay. How, how, when how I, many Keyblades have you made so far now? 
You just finished another one. I did. Let's see. I got. I've got Oblivion. Uh, I've got Skull Noise. Uh, I've got. Uh, oh, what did I just forget? That? Fenrir. That's his name, uh, or its name. Anyways, uh, Eternal Flame and Zero One. So I got five. Mm. I like that it's called Zero One because binary. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why it's all. I do computer science things poorly but i do them well anyway for yeah for me i kind of just got interested it's kind of secondary i wasn't really into a lot it was like i was like oh this is kind of cool i've cosplaying i'd enjoyed uh halloween and stuff like that when i was younger as the years got by i got like lazy and stuff like that so i kind of never went out as often and then a few years back and then i was like oh i guess i could i kind of got reintroduced into it by some youtube videos and i was like oh I could do this. And then I started watching One Piece, and then I kind of fell in love with Sanji. So Romantically. No, not that far. But yeah, um, so I ended up making him, and then He's got the rest fan fiction. No, I do not. I believe it. I can see believe it. Believe it. See it. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> brain. <laughs> but Tyler, anyway. you know you can't say those words in front of me. Oh, was Why? That? that was in the fan fiction. I was just quoting. <laughs> Not good why? Tell me why, Robert. Because it causes me actual pain. Like, so I think there's a little tumor in my brain that whenever somebody uses those two words together in Naruto and, fashion. Oh. And you want me to believe it? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think he is in pain. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the Japanese Well, you version. better believe it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, okay, we can torture Robert later. Isn't the Japanese version like isn't it like you know or something? Yeah, there we go. He just did it. Bakarayo, Kobarayo. Who's Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's eight tails. That's. But anyway, so thank you once again, Ebs, for joining us. Yeah, anytime that I am available. Definitely. So, Anytime. All the times. All, even in the wee morning hours of morning. It will probably never happen, but... Yeah, we're not up in the wee hours of the morning. I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking. I used to no, have that I issue. I, so. I believe you. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our first topic, technically, is our upcoming conventions for this weekend. Uh, unlike last week, where we had about ten conventions or so, this week we have about five. So first off, we have Anime Los Angeles, which is in, okay, in Los Angeles. No, in Ontario, what? Canada. Wait, what? 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 I don't get that. What? That's what? Really uh... good. <laughs> Whatever. <Yes. laughs> okay. I'm trying to be a smartass. But, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but no, you were right. The website <laughs> is actually right. Actually, the website t- is telling me Ontario, Canada. Anyway, Anime Shogatsu. Uh, Knoxville Anime Day in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, Shigatsu is in Toronto, Ontario. UchiCon in Chicago, Illinois. And SetsuCon in state co- at State College, PA. I don't know where that is. Albert? Tall Free. Tall Free. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. PA is Pennsylvania. Oh, oh we have a PA here. It's Which stands for Prince Albert. It's a city. Town. <sighs> oh, is it a city? No, it's a town. It's a city. Is it a city? Yeah. So, let's stop talking about our 
or else because there's nothing here. Exactly. Actually, there's lots of towns and cities here. Fun fact, Saskatchewan has the most real and imaginary small towns because so many wonderful. people so many people like to write small stories or short stories and like when they make a small town, they base it in Saskatchewan. Hmm. By the way, I actually discovered that there is a Kandahar in Saskatchewan. Wow. <laughs> as well as a dildo. Yes. Huh. Dildo Saskatchewan is a thing. That is wonderful. I, mean, I go there, but I, it's probably just going to be like a regular small town with nothing there. So it's not. You'd really... go there, but. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's anything more we can have <laughs> in this podcast. Thank you very much, folks, for listening. <laughs> Good night. Yeah, no. Done. We're going home. That's it. That's the end of the podcast forever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. We're done. Okay. <laughs> Pack up the microphones. Hey. Are and, you, bye. Are, hey. Are you guys from Tennessee? No. Because you're the only ten I see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, moving away from anime cons that that in places that don't make sense. <laughs> um, let's move on to big con news. Okay, so anybody in the Seattle area knows about Emerald City Comic Con coming up. I'm and not. We're not in the Seattle area. We know about ECCC. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's because you know us. So I knew about Are it before. Again? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't believe so. it. I don't know if that counts. That might not count. Might not count, yeah. But anyway, Robert. We're more dyslexic than ever tonight. Okay, anyway, so Emerald City Comic Con is coming up, and earlier this week they went and broke the, well, Seattle area internet uh, with changes to their cosplay rules, both for around the convention center as well as for their cosplay contest, which has been marred in some controversy over the last couple of years. What did they change? The big thing they changed for the cosplay contest this time around is that they won't allow for duos or groups to go and compete together, which that's is interesting. A, it's a big deal because they've allowed they're one of the few comic cons that's allowed for the big groups to compete together, and this massive changeover so close to the convention itself it's really got a lot of people rattled, and I can tell you from a couple of groups that I'm either associated with or people in this group are associated with. There are several thousand dollars in costumes that have been made specifically for that uh, particular contest that now can no longer compete. Earlier this week, they went and changed the rules. Or then they retracted them. Uh, within how much time? Uh, within a couple of hours of posting them. Okay. I've got a question. Yeah. Were, were the group cosplays separated at all? As in, like, you know, this is for group cosplay, this is for single cosplay, or was it all just lumped together? Well, here's the thing. So they exhibit everything at the same time, but they do have things broken up into different categories for actual award purposes. So there's always been some argument as to the orchestration to the whole thing, which I do understand those arguments. I'm I'm not against the convention entirely on this one. But with the change being done this late in the game, it makes things very awkward, unfortunately, for so many of these groups that are involved. And there's also been a lot of changes in terms of what's going to be allowed in terms of props. Uh, the convention itself is claiming that a lot of it has to do with Seattle city rules, but there's uh, the Seattle's kind of a weird place for the costly community in general. Anybody that's gone to SakuraCon knows and how the Seattle city council seems to be hell bent on trying to shut down the whole thing. Emerald city has been exempt from a lot of that stuff. And now they're now they seem to be caving to everything that's being requested. It's, it's all very interesting, but you were also they, saying something about, like, other stuff around the convention area. Is that just prop-wise, or...? 
The big thing around it's props mostly is what it's come down to. There are they finally did, and this is something I actually will go and give the convention credit for because um, they've been lax on this before. Their costume policies have been pretty ambiguous for years. Now they put some more clear guidelines as to on what will be allowed versus not allowed, uh, mostly from public exposure and decency standards. So I'm glad to see the convention finally got on that. I wish that had been done a couple of years ago because also. Uh, I have seen near-naked women going and walking through that place, and I do not know how they get away with it. You know, bodysuits are one thing, but I'm I'm talking pasties and hardly anything going and covering the... Uh, what do you have like, against pasties? And nothing against pasties. How dare it's you? More... <laughs> how dare you? Sometimes you just need to cover your nipples up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know how. Coming from one of the most conservative cosplayers ever, like I, I barely I go say, anything you, behind it, like under a crew neck. I was going to say, do you even have skin? Like I, I know you have a face, but I don't know if there's anything more to you. I don't really. It's more of like, kind of like a glamour spell, mm. and actually, it just it's all okay. tattoos and alcohol. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Sounds about right. Whiskey, beer. And then okay. beer. Yeah. But okay. anyway, Robert, <laughs> this has gotten so off the rails, I can't even tell you. Um, but anyway. Anyway, so things are a little... Yeah, yeah. So the convention's done some good things here. They've done some bad things. And they pulled a couple of days ago all the changes as they were revising them, uh, supposedly. They're now back up on the website. looks like nothing has changed from what the original report was. I actually sent an email yesterday to them about this, and my response back, um, and I'm not going to read this because a lot of it's just legalese, basically says that the cosplay policies, uh, according to the convention, can be reviewed at any time leading up to the convention. So rules made now may not necessarily be in place when the convention itself starts. So basically, we have no idea what the rules are at this convention. They're, they've made it clear they can go and change it whenever they feel like so in other words, like, true, like, change it now. It screws over thousands of dollars worth of cosplay time and money and and, and hours, money okay. and hours, and and saying, oh, this these might change as soon as the convention starts, so that these all these things might be allowed at that point. But uh, it doesn't matter that your costume is only halfway finished because you changed it to something else. Pretty much. Yeah, it's... It's all just a confused mess because I can understand the convention changing their policies, you know, six months out or right after the uh, previous year's convention changed. That's no problem to me, but this is like less than 60 days out at this point. Yeah, it's two months, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not the time that most of these guys that are competing in these things are working on them. Most of them have been working on them for between six to nine months. There are some people that work even longer. I, I remember seeing a beautiful costume that I asked about, and they said they'd been working on it for almost a year. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was beautiful, like um, embroidery and metalwork, and like so much time, like hours and hours after work and free time spent, that essentially would get ruined if that was if it was affected by set these rules. Yeah. No, that's that's unfortunately the case, and several people that we know who I won't bring up because I don't know if any of them want to maintain their anonymity in the event that they might just go and assault somebody at the convention. I don't know. I'm <laughs> not forecasting anything, but I'm a little worried about some of the people running the convention this time around. But 
Yeah, one of our very close friends here has about $2,000 put into a costume that now will no longer go and see the Emerald City Comic Con floor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if I had $2,000, I'd buy all the pieces in the world. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could for that amount of money. What are your well, thoughts on this, Tyler? Uh, I don't know, gold, velvet, pasties, a little tassel bottle. <laughs> Showgirls. Man, yeah. Vegas right now. Let's oh, get those diamonds. Or ones with, like, lots of pearls on them. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. How about the topic at hand? Oh. Um, no, uh, it's it's complete bull. Like, I know. It, it's it's weird. It's because, like, what, what are they? They're, they're changing the rules, but I thought you said they weren't. They're, like, really different. Or they weren't changed at all or something. Well, no, they weren't changed from what they posted earlier this week when they put them back up. Yeah. So they made some pretty big changes, and most of them, actually, I agree with. I want to make that point very clear right now. Emerald City Comic Con, I don't believe, has screwed up everything in the process of this. It's more about the cosplay contest that I've got the big issue with, because it just doesn't make sense the way they're going about it. Uh, Changing it so late into the game and potentially alienating a lot of people. I will say, Emerald City is not the most cosplay-friendly out of all the Comic-Cons that are out there. The way the convention center is laid out for anybody that hasn't been to the uh, Seattle Convention Center, it's really based on tiered levels. It isn't like just one massive floor after one massive floor after one massive floor. There's a lot of hallways and... uh, A lot of walking Exactly. And the problem is, with something like Comic-Con, which is mostly exhibition space, it's mostly vendors... That makes it very difficult to go and have large or imposing costumes without blocking some vendors' booths or potentially uh, keeping customers away or blocking walkways uh, for those situations. So a lot of the vendors don't particularly like this convention because cosplayers admittedly do kind of get in the way. Definitely, especially in the exhibition room, yeah. Yeah, and a lot... Sorry, I just just want to say I love the vendors at, like, Emerald City. That's... Emerald City is one of my favorite cons, slash one of the only cons I go to, because of the vendors. Um, but that's only because I like art and I like doing art, so I have such a profound appreciation for it and seeing all the cool things. So I kind of get it from that point. But like, yeah, at I, the I'm same totally time, it's not friendly for cosplayers at all. Yeah, no. so I appreciate I've, that side. Yeah, I've got a theory. What are you saying? Sherry. Sherry. Okay. So, I'm hearing echo now. Um, I'll leave. Oh, no, don't. Don't go. The ghost. Here's my question. Like, you know, you you get those really big, elaborate cosplays like that. You don't see too many of them out at a convention. But but when you see them, you notice them. No, I know. Uh, But, like... That's the thing, is, like, each con, like, that's what conventions are. They're kind of geared toward a specific thing. You have your comic book convention, like Comic-Con and such, uh, Emerald City Comic-Con, uh, comic book convention. You got Paracon's anime. Um, Pax's games. Pax's video gaming. Dude, you go so bad. So, with, the cosplaying is in all of those. Like, everyone cosplays is, plays to, like, as a... Um, way to idolize the thing that they like. Like, uh, what, what's that? What's that thing? Um, I can't remember it. Uh, I wish I could tell you, man. Uh, 
Other than idolizing, I think you pretty well covered it with that point. Uh, Flattery is the best compliment? You got it. Or like, sorry, imitation is the best form of flattery. Yes, that's that's, that's that's the thing I'm going to go. Thank you. You got it. I I got you. Picked my brain. I Um, I take all the brains from trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tasty, tasty, tasty brains. Mm-hmm. Oh, or not zombie. Um, pretty great. I still want to watch that. But sh- so good. Sh- 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 we're getting there. <laughs> uh, beetle in my home. Go okay, ahead. Here, okay, here's my favorite. Um, how come there's not just like a specific cosplay con? Mm, or is there? There might be, but not in a, American, I would say. Well, like that. Uh, I, I guess there might be one in Japan or something. I think there is one in Japan, but like, yeah, isn't that isn't that where you want to put something like that? Like, if you have like a super elaborate cosplay, you you'd save it for cosplay con because that's where you pull out your gun. That's that's what you go to cosplay con for is for cosplay. So and all the vendors were would be cosplay related. Yeah, they all cosplay related. So like, they see these cosplayers. That's that's their bread and butter. That's the guys they're buying. So you you wouldn't have people that are like selling a, a like a cosplay stuff like crazy. that. Uh, you be, oh. Yeah, you wouldn't have. Yeah, uh, no, interrupting. Uh, you wouldn't have. Uh, you wouldn't have people selling things like comic books and like body pillows and stuff like that. They'd be like selling like cosplay accessories. Like you're, it'd be a guy who sells all kinds of adhesives. There's a guy who, like sells warbler for a living. And then they'd the be leather there. shop. The leather shops. Some leather guys there, sure. Uh, the pasty uh, guy. The pasty guy. He's got some Kevlar yes. pasties. Yes. I mean, you gotta stop the bullets somehow. How yeah. else are these superheroes, heroines, etc., supposed to stop bullets with their scantily clad metal bras and shit? Kevlar pasties. So perfect. Why, why isn't there something like that? Like, cause you go to if you if you cosplay something at like any of these places, the, the, there is a certain orientation of what it is. So you you go to Comic Con, it's gonna be comic book stuff. So it's gonna be like Marvel, DC. You're gonna see that stuff there. You're gonna see. Uh, main movie stuff. You go to like Sakuracon, any or uh, I, I just you lift them off for anime ones. You you, you can see more anime stuff. You can see some like Power Rangers or something. Uh, shameless plug. Uh, so yeah, why isn't there just like or you go to BlizzCon? It's gonna be all Blizzard stuff. I can I actually I just I just looked it up just now. Apparently <laughs> there is a convention type thing. Um, called Cosplay America. Oh, I think I've heard about this. Yeah, I mean, I just looked it up now. I was like, cosplay only conventions, and literally. Um, First East Coast yeah. cosplay centric con. Exactly. So cosplayers only is literally at the top of the screen. <laughs> See, oh, that seems a little stipulous, but like you can go. Like no one else. No one else. You can't play. You do not come. No photographers. You're kind here. We don't take kindly to people who don't wear costumes around here. Yes. Uh, Keep going. Yeah. So why, like something like like that, like how is that not a thing yet? Because cosplaying is, is in like every con. So why is it not just have its own con where people go just to do cosplay? Like, I guess BlizzCon is kind of like that right now, where it's like people go there just for their epic BlizzCon, uh, Blizzard, Warcraft cosplays. Cause Starcraft and crazy. Those, those are just insane. So yeah, I don't know. That's that's my two cents on it. Is like no, Tyla. Why? What Tyla? I have the answer. 
The reason why that hasn't come on is because the soccer rangers have not put on our own convention. I'm calling everybody now to go and fund our GoFundMe page and go and help us to create a cosplay-only convention. No, this is not happening. Dude, I was going to say, if you uh, started a GoFundMe and you're thinking about doing this seriously, um, have fun. Yeah, no, that was totally a joke. <laughs> like, could, that, could nobody tell from that? Clearly oh, I don't know. Man. It's, it's that kind of view. It's so crazy. I, I never go her. with you, Rob. I never go <laughs> <know> with you. <laughs> anyway, let's, we'll, we've gotten through that. Let's actually jump into our next topic here. So crazy, it just might work. Exactly. I mean, who knows? Yeah, let's jump into the next topic, which is also cosplay-related today. And this came up last week. Um, Robert? <laughs> oh, boy. Now, a oh, lot of people heard about this. Um, a lot of people didn't really believe it. And then, of course, it came out that it was false. It, the, the article is titled, False! Cosplay Made Illegal in Five States. Yep. And the good news is, folks, that statement of it being false is completely true. Unfortunately, a lot of this stuff... I, God, I can't even talk about this one. This actually drove me nuts. The one that we talked about last week was manipulative and horrible and clearly designed to be clickbait. This one here was just designed to drive people nuts. I understand how the internet works and sometimes clickbaity things, especially on places like YouTube or blogs, that's pretty commonplace, but this was just a straight out lie. I, yeah. From what I'm seeing, it's like, like everybody knows that if you read an article on the onion, you don't believe it ever. Yeah, but apparently, the, yeah. But apparently, the article that this got spawned on what was it called from a, a site called Studio Exact, which apparently, like, not a lot of people know about. It's very, it's a lot lower profile than the Up Onion or Duffel Blog or Gomer Blog, like other stuff like that. Like all of those are all satirical sites for different stuff, and apparently this one is, is one as well. But not, but not very many people realize it. Because uh, pe- one person just started getting, like, just more and more attention. And it got kind of weird. Like, I didn't really understand the article too well. And, Robert, you from it sounds like you understand it a little bit better than I do. Yeah, this... Here's the problem. This article that we're talking about here, the structure for the whole thing, it it's not a well-written article. I We're actually talking about a Snopes article that kind of broke down this whole thing. The original article this all came from is one of the most poorly written things I've ever seen. And it's basically going and linking a comment made by, I want to say the New Mexico governor. Yeah. 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 The New Mexico governor, her, which I will say to a cosplayer might be a bit on the offensive side. Um, to an older person, I think probably a lot of people would agree with her statement, just going and saying people dressing up like this character or that Kate character is, well, pretty, um, I'm, I'm not going to go and use her exact words, but uh, so silly, pretty so dumb. Silly. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> devil's work. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that, too. Uh, Robert. Yeah. Does that mean, since you're an older person, you agree with her? <laughs> no. No, I don't. He's young at heart, though. I don't yeah, believe you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> My body might be that of a 50-year-old, but I'm still 28, damn it. Oh, so that's that your bad? actual age. Okay. Now yeah, we no, can find you, but not you don't. No, I thought you were like 29. 
<laughs> I thought you were no, that's, no, that's the Blue Ranger. Also, he's uh, turning. Really? Thir- yes. I didn't yeah, he's, turning, oh, he's turning okay. 30 on day zero. Bring your helmets. We're going to the bar. Yeah, yeah. Older. yeah he's, he's the oldest. I'll yeah. bring, well, I'll, I'll remember to bring a big stick so that we can make sure he stays awake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you're the youngest, actually. Probably. How old are you? 25. I'm the youngest. Psh. Ain't got nothing on me. But you're not well, a ranger. Oh. You don't yeah, know I don't that. know how old Christy is. <laughs> I don't know how old the pink ranger is. Yeah. Uh, Christy's um, older than her. I think the same age as Cole, actually. I think the two of you are pretty close in birthdays, too, if I remember right. Oh, dang. Yeah. But anyway, back to the yeah. topic at hand. This is yeah. December 17th. Yeah, anyway, going back to the subject that we're talking about here. So these comments were made, and there's been a couple of other things that have been said by other people nationwide, and this article basically went and wove everything together in the most nonsensical way possible to go and say that, oh, a couple of people made comments, and now they have declared it illegal to cosplay in these five states. Which, if you understand anything about representative government, is not the way it works. A king can go and make declarations like that, but it's not the way it works, at least here in America right now. It's the way it works under my rule. <laughs> you just need another king, well, I guess. I am yes. a king. I'm a woman king. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. Anyway. So that that's honestly Thank the you. entire basis of the whole thing. I wish I could elaborate and say that there was something huge about this, because at least the other article that we were talking about last week, which was about can you own a pattern, you might be able to make an argument about that yep. having to do with cosplay down the road. Oh, but oh, right yeah. now, as, yeah. as has got some words, she's got so, a big guess. I watch a lot of Project Runway, like an unhealthy amount. And yes, you can own a pattern because it's, especially if you design it from scratch, like if I were to be like, oh, hey, this image I drew is now going to be a pattern, I'm not going to really be happy if someone else is like, I'm going to take this, print it in like bulk, sell it to other people. And then really the issue is when you start selling it for your own profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's when it falls into, Yeah. Yeah, and that's where the argument for the whole thing came from. The public knowledge ar- article was totally clickbaity, but did actually go and raise some interesting points. I can't say it was terribly well written and it had nothing to do with cosplay, but you could at least understand how this could potentially roll into something. That was at least somewhat thought-provoking, though horribly manipulative. This one here is just a flat-out lie. There's no basis to anything they're talking about inside of this other than this comment and that comment. It's just yeah. dumb. It's aggravating, and it's got me right in the face. Oh, that's what it's trying to do. Yeah. Are you not the Red Ranger? It's a very convenient uh, coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just planned this all out, didn't you? Just so no, you could say that really. line. No, no, not at all. Actually, Cole's <laughs> the one that went and picked it. Cole's <laughs> the one that picked it. I swear to God. I, want to yeah, I did it. pick this article yesterday. <laughs> he just picked this just to Joe drive me nuts. Because I can't stand this. <laughs> Well, in other words, it's completely fake. Um, don't pay any attention to it. It's all satirical, and if it if you get driven crazy by stuff like this, don't read it. Don't be a Rob. Yeah, yeah don't, don't be a Rob. Don't be a me. Don't be a me. <laughs> anyway, it's time to move on to Robert's Fandom of the Week. This week's fandom, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we're going to be talking about our favorite and least favorite movies from both Phase 1 and Phase 2 of Marvel we, Cinematic Universe. Yeah. If we have time. Yeah. Rob. You're my least favorite movie. 
<laughs> oh, why would you say that? Okay, that's such character development and that scene just where want to see kissed. the world burn. <laughs> that's right, he did kiss. There's that's a kissing scene. How cute. Those dramatic. are my favorites. I mean, that was really the only redeeming quality. <laughs> so Robert, since you, it's your it's your it's your fandom of the week, so you get to go first. All right, all right. So we're gonna try to get through all of this time and see whether or not it happens. So starting off with Phase One of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, my favorite movie is the one that started it all off, Iron Man. I'll say it's definitely not it's it's not aged terribly well. I rewatched it getting ready for this whole thing, and there's definitely some issues. The superhero origin stories have definitely been done enough times that it's lost a little bit of luster, but it was really well put together. And there I was some good one liners. Oh, the 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 dialogue was the best part of this movie. Part of what I like about this film is that it wasn't a superhero movie that was all built on action or deep messaging. This one is as easy to digest as you can go and run into. It's just about a character and his personal evolution. Honestly, the Iron Man suit, you could cut that out and you would have, I believe, an Oscar-nominated drama coming out of this whole thing with the evolution that Tony Stark's character had in this whole movie. Agreed. So I I still love it. It definitely hasn't aged very well, but my favorite uh, out of all the Marvel Phase 1 movies. So uh, let's see here. Let's play roulette and see who gets to go and mention their favorite one. How about uh, how about that's Tyler? Roulette. Tyler, let's go. Like, okay, I just looked at the list. I'm pretty sure that's not right. Okay, so so my favorite my favorite is uh, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is neither part of that Marvel Phase One, Two, or Three, or okay. it's a completely different phase. It's a phase uh, of that's, its own. Yeah, but that that's so Deadpool. That that. Deadpool. <laughs> Yeah, you're so right. Meta. Power point. Deadpool is like third person. Is like, hi, welcome. I'm in this movie too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I love, I love what they're doing with that movie. Uh, yeah, we talked about marketing. this last week. It's the marketing, really. It, it, it's crazy what they're doing because, like, they're slandering uh, uh, Green Lantern as much as they can. Like the newest thing they just came out with, like, uh, they did a crossover. So they took the Green Lantern uh, poster and just. Deadpooled it. So it was Deadpool, and instead of having a ring, he had like a, a rock pop ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And all the lettering and all, all of it was exactly the same. Uh, or there's like the little spoofs they've been throwing off. Like he had one about Australia Day, and now he just we talked about last yeah. week. He just had another one that was talking about testicular cancer and how to like check your balls. Or your face. Or your face. Do you face think? It looks like balls because his face is definitely. Yes, it's not looking that great. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah, not, not um, that great. No, so yeah, it, it's 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 a movie that's having fun. Like it's it's having as much fun as it possibly can, and it's all going for it. Like there's no there is no bad publicity for this movie. So because sure. it, it it just doing crazy things for it has nothing to do with the MCU. Like in that it's Fox owned, uh, and so that's like all of uh. Uh, Fantastic Four, uh, X Men, X Men. They've been doing good stuff, but so yeah, it has nothing to do with them. But God, seeing if, if Deadpool, it's oh, this, this movie's it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be great. Two weeks. Yep. Um, but other than that, uh, how about we are, actually jump into the correct universe, shall yeah. we? Yes, I was just about to do that. Uh, for the actual MCU, um, the Avenger movies, like both one and two, are. Really up there. Solid, definitely. 
Um, those are both good because uh, they're just they're they're a new way of doing it, where they throw a whole bunch of people together from like other movies. Um, so it's I just like what they're doing how it's a continuous plot and it's it's just good like that. Um, I've got other movies that I like, but you're there's other people here that are going to say that they like those movies a lot. So much. Yeah. So that movie that she's going to talk about was is just really funny and over the top and a great idea and was a great success compared to how people thought it was going to look when they first came no, out. No, so. Robert, you're so wrong. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. Ebbs, how about your uh, phase one uh, favorite movie? Uh, phase one, I had a trouble selecting a favorite movie because I don't remember many of them, but <laughs> I said Thor because literally the strength, I like it. I'll have another. And small things like that, literally. Also, you know, I'm a girl. He's pretty to look at. I wish my hair looked like that. If I could grow a beard, hell yeah. That would I think be we all face. wish we looked like that. I... Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, that's my little bit for phase one. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just all think about a world filled with Chris Hemsworth. Wouldn't it get boring real quick, though? I don't know, man. I mean, I I wouldn't get bored personally. By the way, who here has actually watched interviews with the three curses? <laughs> I feel like we're all raising our hands, but no one yeah. can tell. <laughs> yeah, and who thinks they're probably some of the most amazing things to listen to? Because <laughs> they are so funny together, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like they they all have fun. I think that's a great thing that's making these movies all good is that they're all. They're all enjoying themselves. They like. They don't hate each other. Yeah, they like doing these movies, and it shows. Yeah, it Definitely. My so. phase two. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's let's have Cole do his uh, phase one, and then we'll tap into phase two. Oh, and see we're what's not even. It's a stink bug. There's a stink bug in my apartment. God damn it. Do your phase two. Just do your phase two real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians. So, if you haven't seen the movie. Go watch it now. Like, just stop. Pause the podcast. Just go watch it now. And you'll no, understand. Finish the podcast. Go watch the movie. Re-listen to the podcast. Yeah, there we go. That works, too. But watch it, or I will find you, and I will just throw you out in space. I mean, <laughs> it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. I have the power. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, I basically love, 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 love Star-Lord, and I am cosplaying him at Emerald City. Because, you know what? Reasons. I am Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm also Ellie. So it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know the logic, but it's perfect. Oh, I unfortunately understand exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Also, yeah, if you... anybody needs an Emerald City yeah. Comic Con badge, it is now up for sale, because I don't know if I can handle this again. <laughs> really? Like, really, no. really, though? Oh, okay. No, no, I, I, wish, say, I wish. Yeah. I'll buy it for Emily. <laughs> anyway, I really want to go, but it's like, yeah, I'm not putting out that kind of money. I, I've got another convention I need to be ready for. On to Cole. Okay, yes. yes, on to me. Um, I also picked Thor for this one. Um, most not because of Chris Hemsworth. Um, or Chris Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. Or for um, other characters in the movies as well. 
Oh yeah, Loki. Or Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, or Tom Hiddleston. Definitely, that wasn't another reason either. <laughs> I'm gonna get black for that, aren't I? Probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he was in that too. <laughs> but no, for me personally, I've always been a fan. Uh, like I know they don't—they very, very loosely followed Norse mythology and stuff like that for these. But personally, for me, I've always enjoyed like this type of thing, and I kind of just really enjoyed like the little bit of history that they've added behind these, mm-hmm. like trying to convert like. How, like, from from the comic books, obviously, if you look at this and then you look at um, how they did it for the movies and how they did it from the comic books originally, like, the differences are obviously there. But for the way that they did it with this, they actually took more myth and they actually tried to make it make sense, which is kind of interesting. And that's just one of the things that I enjoyed. Because, like, I know, like, other people don't like this movie for some one reason or another. May it be for the uh, some of the scenes or for whatever other reasons, which we'll get into later because I can see it in the the secondary list um, for least favorite. So we'll get to those in a minute. I don't know. I like Thor 2 more than, like, Thor 1. I kind of like them, but, and we'll jump into that next second one. Yeah, well... Well, yeah, Cole, actually, why don't you start off Phase 2 and tell us what your favorite one yeah. was there. Oh, well, yeah. Sorry, that's bro. technically starting off Phase 2. But <laughs> I also picked Thor 2, uh, Thor number 2, The uh, Dark World. I um, like that one a lot better than the first one. Yeah, okay. that's with Tom Hiddleston, isn't it? Oh, and and Chris Evans is in it, too. Oh, what? Heck Best yeah. cameo ever. Oh, great. Other than Stan Lee in it, like, everything? I mean, Well, Stan on. Lee's in every, every exactly. single movie. <laughs> Stan so, Lee's going to be the ultimate villain of all those movies. Like, at the I end of it, she's be like, I've seen you. I've seen you, too. I've seen you as well. How can this omnipotent being be everywhere? Because I rule you all, and then that's going to be the end of it. Oh, he's just a watcher. That's, that's what he is. But, I, like, I like Thor, too, because it actually introduces the second uh, power crystal. Like the power. Yeah. Oh, dude, the Infinity, so Crystal. Infinity Crystal. Yes. Yeah. So excited for the Infinity War and the Infinity Crystals and how they're going to tie it all together. Okay. Yeah. I'm done like, now. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this most for, for that exact reason. It kind of just bring merge, brings it in a little bit more. And of course, we bring back characters that are interesting. Like, I've always thought that the uh, professor that gets, that essentially goes batshit crazy was always quite kind of funny. <laughs> So this just kind of continues on with that and always gives a good laugh. It's not my beer. Oh, no. It's so sad. But no, I've What's always up? enjoyed, like... I've like I've always kind of enjoyed these type of movies, mostly also for Thor, but also the way that the kind of things progress with, um... Like, just like how like Thor trying to exist in, the, uh, in Midgard is the funniest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But, eh... Anyway, um, Robert, you go. Okay, so me next on phase two has to be Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, It's got the most intense action scenes, and I love art direction in movies. And this one just did the best job, I would argue, out of all the MCU films. That chase scene with Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury in the car trying to get away from everybody – the staging for that was actually taken from an actual event that went and happened in Los Angeles, uh, want to say in the 1980s. It was really brilliant the way they staged the whole thing. It all felt very organic. And the sound design on that movie was amazing. Agreed. I, yeah, I saw that in the D-Box theater. And it, granted, there was 
not a lot of debox sound effects or a lot of uh, debox effects going on there, but the way they developed the sound in there, every punch you felt, it literally was a concussive force on my chest. And damn it, I've got people text messaging me. They know they should not do that. Rob, um, are you Kim Possible? No, no. That's what it sounded like. No, that's the power of the communicator. What's the stitch? Tell Zordon we'll be on later. Yeah, no, uh, I, I told Alpha to fuck off. Don't worry, we're good now. Hell, but yeah, that movie had great messaging. The sound design was fantastic. Visually, the most consistent all the way across the films. Uh, and you actually felt like the characters were in some peril. You weren't sure if everybody was going to get out of the thing alive. And that's the one complaint I've had with the Marvel movies uh, in the MCU as a whole, is that I don't always feel like any of these characters are really in danger, which has worked for some characters, like um, somebody that didn't make it through uh, Age of Ultron. I won't say who for anybody that hasn't seen that, but that came as a shock because... I will I touch felt- you. Well, I, I'm sorry. I never felt like anybody was in peril in that movie, and then suddenly one of them's dead. It's like, whoa! You don't know that. You don't. You don't know that. You don't know. Go away. Try. <laughs> it's okay. He, he exists in two universes. Yeah, that's he right. He exists in my heart. But anyways, <laughs> but one of the things that I like. Did you did did Rob make a joke there where you said you didn't see that coming, which was his catchphrase? <laughs> oh my God! Please, I mean, if that was on purpose, props. Like, seriously, kudos. I, if that I was, thought everybody had missed it at this point. Ah, uh, well, I, was just I thought everybody had missed it. <laughs> no, I definitely missed it. I got real sad. That's why I missed it. That's my excuse. No, I caught it. I got it. I heard what you did there. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> anyway, though, for me, though, um, I don't know. When it comes to Winter Soldier, like, I, and also going back to the Nick Fury um, like car chase, I think that was the first actual action scene that Fury had. Hmm? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's the only time he's done anything in these damn movies. And look cool and talk, talk like talk, talk a game. Yeah. Dude, I talk game. I talk mad game all day. Game. Game. And that's why Nick Fury was modeled after you. Obviously. Game. 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 Anyway, going, moving on back to Tyler. Come on. Uh, 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 <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I want. I don't want to say. I like Thor. I like how it starts pulling things together, and they start introducing new crystals. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, they had a new crystal. Yeah. Um, what? Hmm. Jeez, I can't think of what else. Uh, they're all they're all good. I like that they're all connected, and they keep adding plots to it and new story elements. Um, the reason I didn't like. Thor 1 is because it, it only took place in, like, one place. It, it was in that small town that entire time. Oh, I guess it was in As, uh, Asgard. Asgard? Yeah. Yeah. Asgard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was in, like, those two places. Oh, I guess it was also on that, that ice planet. <laughs> so, okay, three places. It was in two places. <laughs> uh, I just expect you to be like, oh, I guess it was there, too. Oh, yeah, it was, it was also there. 
Right, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot the bad bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're on the moon. Oh, my God, I forgot. Underwater. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and they didn't really have... That was when they were, they were in the phase one of, like, introducing characters. So they had, like, Iron Man. They introduced Iron Man. They introduced Thor. You already knew about the Hulk. And I guess Hawkeye and Black Widow were all in the Avengers movie. Black Widow for days. Um. I don't know. I'm more what I'm thinking of is like I'm looking forward to things like Doctor Strange or Black Panther. I guess that's more introduction movies. Yeah, but we'll get the we'll get to that. Actually, we might as well move on to that because that's going to be the yeah, next. Yeah, thing yeah. I'm, I'm just going to start yeah. off with like right now. What are you looking now, forward to? Um, yeah, what am I looking forward to? Because like Deadpool. I think for Pick one. These, uh, movies that I saw, uh, I guess I want to get what happened. In, I think Ant Man's the only one that didn't really have a like a huge impact because it had really nothing to do with any Technically, stuff. there was a small little thing where the Falcon has a cameo. Yeah. There was. That and that's how they connected the Avengers into it. But it wasn't like alter-changing like that. They yeah. introduced Crystal. Yeah. No. Uh, he basically just stole something from like the Avengers yeah. headquarters. Yeah. I watched it recently. Or he's going to be in the new... He's going to be in the new uh, Captain Hero movie, which will be uh, like another Avenger movie. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange because yeah. I'm so my intrigued what that's going to be like. Uh, Doctor Strange is considered is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. Also, uh, he's so cool. Also, uh, he's played by a dragon. He is yes, played he by. Is. So that'll be Fun interesting. Fact. Fun fact uh, for the Hobbit. Uh, Bender Crumbersnatch. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, all that money they spent was to turn him back human. He, he just turned into a dragon, and they couldn't turn him back. So they spent lots of money to turn him back into human. So that he I could get it. other work. Yeah. He, he just flopped around. He's like, come come back. We, we, you need to be human now. He's like, no, I'm a dragon. He just Screw you. Around. Where's my pile of gold? <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, so I'm really looking for that because I'm just – I, I'm I'm really curious what they're going to do with that. Is it going to be like a weird, twisted movie? Because that'd be super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Panther. Not really sure what to expect with that one. Robert, that one would be yours. Is that I saw on the wrong? Yeah, movie. yeah. That I'm really looking forward to the Black Panther movie. I love Prince T'Challa. Um, I'll admit that my favorite superhero is Batman for a myriad of reasons that would take way longer than this podcast has time for. And he's honestly, I don't want people going to. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So, I, couldn't, I don't I even couldn't know what the hell it. that was. I, 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 I don't even want to know. I'm not even going to ask. I, was I to heard answer. something about a dick. I yeah. did not say that. <laughs> That's all. Of, of course. Yeah, 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 I was trying that. to say, where did you take her? But I ran out of breath halfway through. Okay. That's enough. And, Anyway, going back to the Black going back to the point I was trying to make. So <laughs> Batman's always been my favorite superhero, and I know a lot of people like to go and liken him to Tony Stark because they're both eccentric billionaires and all that. But and honestly, so is the Green Arrow. Yeah, exactly. And Prince T'Challa honestly is closer to that Batman archetype than anybody else that I can think of in the Marvel uh, Marvel Extended Universe. He's such a complex character. He's got very clear motivations, and he's just such. 
he's one of those characters where you really just don't know exactly what his limitations are. He's so masked and guided in secrecy that you really don't know what to expect out of him. And I like that. I like the unpredictability that comes along with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Iron Man, it's like, okay, what gadget is he going to go and come up with this time? And Captain America, oh, he's guided by his principles and he's super strong and all that. The Hulk smashes things. Black Widow really shoots things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Black Widow was supposed to be Wasp originally, and they decided not to go with that one for the first Avengers movie because they didn't want to introduce her out of the blue like that. So, um, I'm glad because <laughs> Natasha is awesome. I personally prefer comic book Natasha and Black Widow. So with you there. In what way? Uh, in always, including actress. Uh, yes. Because though I love Scarlett Johansson, and I would I would do many many things to her, given the chance. I uh, is there anybody that would say anything otherwise to that? Uh, nope. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I need I need more uh, more of a drawn picture. I can't. I don't understand. What you're saying. <laughs> Just describe describe what you're talking about to me. I, I, we, don't, we don't need a lot of sad picture corner. No, we'll move on. And pour her some wine. <laughs> and, right, and right. etc. Anyway, they added a but, face that I could write it down. So. <laughs> no, just turn on uh, auto detect for your microphone, and we'll type it out. And you have that anyways. Come on. Anyway, but, like I, I don't know. It's just I see her face physically being much different for Natasha for me. Okay. And her hair. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, I have not liked the uh, the Joss Whedon, I should say the Avengers-branded movies. I have not liked her hair, but that's a real secondary point, because they yeah. just have not done a good job of writing her. Captain America the Winter Soldier, part of the reason why I liked that one was that she actually was a fully developed character. She was interesting. She was unique. You were concerned about her. And then in the first, yeah, in the first and second Avengers movie, it's just like, Hey, there's a um, hot there's a hot chick. chick. And yeah. then they give her a love interest or whatever. Technically, I'm like, go away. No one cares. Yeah, that was that was really weird. Yeah, that was yeah, kind of forefront. Yeah, it would have been okay if it was done well and if there was some background to it. It just kind of happened. But yeah, it just was all like, hey, I'm gonna sing you a lullaby now. Awesome. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go into spoiler territory here. You've had your warning, folks. Ignore the next ten seconds. Mark Ruffalo was a horrible casting decision for that character because but I love of those him. I love him in other movies, but my God, I I don't understand. If you're gonna write a character as uninterestingly as the as they have in those Avengers movies, they should have picked somebody that was completely uninteresting. Nick Dolte, the guy that played him in the Incredible Hulk movie. At least he's as bland of a person as his writing was. <laughs> well, at least I, 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 I love Mike Mark Ruffalo. He's pretty. I think he makes a very good Hulk. But I will admit his his uh, his actual writing, yeah, for it is horrible. That's yeah. my point. Yeah, like he it, like in like in person, like him moving around and actually like the physical features of of the Hulk and how he becomes the Hulk and stuff like that. I like it. He's my favorite actual Hulk. Yes. But the character is very two-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. it makes me sad. 
Okay, and what's your, by the way, Ebs, what's your, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to Guardians 2, obviously. I mean, come on. How could I not want more Chris Pratt slash Peter Quill? Huh. Like, and Groot for days. And Drax. I mean. Oh, on a feeling, folks. I am so hooked on a feeling. I have the cassette tape. I have a cassette player, and I have everything. You have no idea. By the way, Evs, were you at? You were at our soccer con chess last year, weren't you? Yes. Okay. Then you then you got to hear. Then you got our. Yeah, you were you were too fairy. Definitely, I forgot about that. Then you remember our entrance music. I think so. Hooked on a feeling. Yeah. I'm actually going to be uh, part of main game as. Mr. Peter Quill. Nice. Space pirate extraordinaire. Nice. Anyway, um, let's but, quickly... Well, sorry. Also, sorry, real quick. Captain Marvel also. Nice. I oh. hope they, they do well is what really... That's my main deal about it. I hope it goes well. Because mm-hmm. I do like Captain Marvel. I oh, yeah. That'll be hope. an interesting one, too. And, then we'll, and we actually kind of skipped over our least favorite, so let's just do this really, really quick. Uh, Tyler, go. Uh, Iron Man 3, because, oh, I don't know, they, they screwed up the Mandarin. I didn't like the way they did the Mandarin. Uh, lots of armor, and then there's that whole thing about, like, Pepper Potts doing that glowing thing. Yeah, where I don't, I that's don't the one. That's the one? Yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. Okay. That you, that you don't like or do like? Don't understand, so yeah. I don't like. Yeah, yeah. So Iron Man 3. Okay, for me, okay, I'll go next. Um, I didn't like the uh, par- the newest Incredible uh, Hulk thing. I didn't really get it. I, I I understood where it was going from. It just seemed really bland to me, and a lot of jumping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's that literally all that movie was. The first was the one had all the jumping. Flying through the sky, landing, punching things, getting shot, and then doing it again. Wasn't the, that the first Hulk movie? That, that's pretty the much all one. they've ever done. I don't think he jumped as much in the second one. I mean, if I had legs like that, come on. Because there's literally a point in the movie where he's, like, in the Middle East, and he jumps his way across <laughs> the world but, like, to get back to America or something. Like, yeah, that yeah. doesn't make sense. That, that part of the movie, he, like, literally, that's how he traveled. He jumped. That's how jumped. I got to America. <laughs> anyway, uh, Rob, go. Okay, so everybody is going to hate me, but... It's the first Thor movie. That was my least favorite out of all of the current movies that have come out. And why? And it's, okay, so I just want to make a point. Out of all the characters in the Avengers Marvel Cin- or in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor actually is my favorite character. He's what I imagine a superhero of that type being. He's loud. He's proud. Yeah, he's loud. He's proud. He's kind of clumsy, but in that I just don't care kind of way. I love that character. And my big problem. Yeah, uh, I will say he was the perfect casting choice. Okay, this goes the exact opposite direction of that spoiler from a second ago. Um, But I just love him in that role. My problem with it was twofold. The first one was movie direction. Why did this movie exist? What did the story really serve to go and do? And I hate to say this, it basically served just to go and bring Loki into the Avengers movie. There really was nothing that was. There was nothing else that was really developed there. Even the little the little cliffhanger at the end with, oh, I can never return to Earth, and there are ways. It's like, that would have been an 
awesome thing you could have done with the Avengers movie, or possibly even if you had released Thor 2 before the Avengers came out, how he was able to get back to Earth. But instead, it's like, oh, we're just going to go and uh, acknowledge that there's a problem here and completely forget about it when the Avengers comes out. So it's just internally inconsistent with the rest of the films that are out there and only exist for that one character purpose, which I will say also really like Loki. Uh, great character. Love the sequel. But my other problem, and this is the thing that drove me nuts in the theater, I mentioned before that art direction is important to me when it comes to films. And you need to have some consistency. Like, each world can be differently styled and have different features about them, but you need to have some main focal point that allows a person to feel that this world could exist alongside this one, alongside this one, alongside this one. And the whole movie just kind of felt like an entire season of Doctor Who condensed into an hour and a half. Because you went and had uh, the Frost Giants world. I cannot remember the name of it to save my life. Please forgive me, comic book fans. And that one was just a CGI wonderland, basically. Everything seemed really squishy. It looked like clay all the way through. Took place in only three places. Built from Hiram. Yeah, that's it. Uh, And then you went and had uh, Midgard, Earth, and that was shot the way you would expect it to be, and that probably should have been where the core of the art direction was on that one. And then you went and had, uh, oh, God, I cannot remember Thor's homeworld to save my life right now. I've had a brain fart. The what? Asgard. Asgard. Thank you. Thank you. You just said Asgard. I know. I I I was just like, how did you forget it that Really amazed. I was... Anyway, complete brain fart. Anyway, and then that one... Yeah, and that one was done up in... It was like it was being done up in crystal, which looked really cool, but it didn't blend with anything else, and it just felt really awkward and unnatural as they transitioned between these places, which made it very difficult to go on process and flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I love about the second Thor movie is that that one, very clear art direction from start to finish. You go and see Asgard done up in the same way as you see Earth. Obviously, whole different uh, architecture, designs, all that stuff. But the camera work is shot the exact same way across all the worlds they go to in the second film. And they didn't do that in the first one. So it just comes off jarring and unnatural. So that's that's the reason why I think that the first Thor movie is the worst one of the slates. Just because it didn't have a lot of purpose in the, entire, uh, in the entirety of the cinematic universe storyline, other than introducing Loki. And the art direction was... I, bad <laughs> i think i think what's happening when we're having this many movies you got to think of it as a collective whole movie and so yeah. like in a movie it's split down and you have your action scenes you have your plot scenes and when you make this many movies a continuous plot you're going to end up making those chunks bigger so you're going to have your action movie you're going to have your comedy movie you're going to have your plot movie and so you're gonna have a movie that's nothing but important plot elements getting added to it and so it's not going to be as good as the one that's like distinctly funny movie or distinctly action movie like uh captain america was very actiony that was the action the movie one? the first one uh winter soldier okay um the first one was very plot uh, but like i got that was that was that was more plot there's there a lot of plot there uh there's still yeah. like a in its own things of having action and an up a middle and end of like a movie um but those movies, they have a lot of plot in them, where things like the newest, like uh, the first Avengers movie, you already knew all the characters, so you could cut that right out. You, yeah. they, they've already been introduced, so you can go right into the action, which exactly what happened. They had the Tesseract. Everyone knew what the Tesseract was. And then it goes crazy, and then shit happens, and then there's nothing but action. So that's why that's good. 
because people like that. They like the comedy. They like the action. They don't have to worry about the plot because they already saw the plot in three other movies. Mm-hmm. So they know how everything fits together. Yeah. And so this is this is like the like the end of a trilogy, like that third movie in a trilogy where everything's leading up and then they're basically coming to a close, except it's already phase one and there's tons more to come along the way, which is really interesting how they're doing it. Like it's it it, it feels like feels like a bunch of D and D campaigns that fit together perfectly. Okay. I'm oh, going to yeah. have to cut you off right there, unfortunately. Um, um, I think we covered it all at this yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. So and Ebs, what would you, which one do you not like? Uh, I would say like either Hulk or Avengers 1, only because um, compared to the second one, at least, it was not as entertaining. Like, the Age of Ultron was much, much more... Clean? Clean, well thought out. Yeah, much better pacing. Yeah, so okay. interesting. So that was my okay. two cents. So let's move on to the next topic. Tyler? Ah, it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now in Tyler's Anime Corner, once a week I, Tyler, ask a question about anime, and my friends come up with an anime to fit that question. Sometimes it's scary, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's just plain weird. But it is always very enlightening. Now today's question is, what anime are you currently watching? Let's see what my friends come up with in Tyler's Anime Corner. Okay. That was uh, uh, fascinating. That wow. actually was good. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm impressed. I am very impressed by that. Color me we had- impressed. Well, Tyler, I didn't know we had a budget for that. Well, yeah, uh, I, I didn't know either. I woo all the ladies. I well, could Tyler, since this, dance. <laughs> well, Tyler, so this is your corner, so you go first. I got to go first? Yeah. Okay. You're what like am I, birthday prince. Oh, what am I currently watching? Now I've got a list. Uh, as always, something like One Piece and Fairy Tale are always on there because they're currently airing. And what was the other one? One Piece, Fairy Tale. I got so many episodes of, of One Piece to catch up on. Because those are just constantly airing. Naruto is always airing, too. So those ones are just... I haven't watched on. Naruto in years. Fair enough, Cole. This is, Sorry. You'll get to it. Um, <laughs> but I am... What's really interesting to me is right now I am watching... Gate. I and haven't heard of that. Second season now. Uh, it's first season aired last uh, air chunk. Uh, what is this called? Air they come the, the, the way the anime airs. They got like their fall releases and their summer releases and spring Quarter? releases. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so this is for then. Then they all start airing at the same time. Uh, its second season started in its spring or is this winter? I don't remember. It's still anyway, winter. Uh, I think it's still winter. Yeah. Um, and what, what the anime is about is it is basically a gate appears in Japan and it's connected to like a fantasy medieval world, but then it's like modern day Japan. And what happens is the fantasy world invades Japan, but then it's, they use like their military might to like defeat them. 
And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now there's another world that just attacked us. So we're now at war with this fantasy world. And so Japan, it's all, the main character is uh, a lieutenant or a lieutenant. Is he a lieutenant? Anyways, I like lieutenant he, better. It's, uh, so it's like very military. So it's like, the, it's a story about the military going into the fantasy world and fighting medieval armies. And it's like one of those culture shock animes. So it's like taking modern day, our culture, Japan culture, uh, technology wise, and then throwing it at medieval. And it's just, it's really interesting to watch because like they're in this medieval world and they're doing the stuff they do. And like they had a big army come attack them because they basically took the gate. And so they just set up an outpost there. And that's how they invaded their world after they got attacked because they're at the war. And so they just, like, they have hundreds and thousands of troops, and, like, that's a big army. So they go attack them, and they get wiped out instantly because they don't know about things like rifles and tanks and uh, just armed military in that stuff because it doesn't exist there. They don't have that kind of technology. So it starts making these people who are, they're wearing, they're called the green people because they're just wearing, like, the regular camo army military clothes. Um they they seem like they're super powerful and and uh just like gods because of that but to us it's just like well it's just that's just modern day technology that's what we have basically if you're in the middle ages that's the technology they have they have trebuchets they have horses they have knights with broadswords uh they have magic but it's not really used the way it should be to like be effective against people who are trained to be soldiers um so it's and then they just have crazy culture shock stuff like that. Like when there's an episode where all of a sudden there's an earthquake and all these people from Japan were like, oh, it's an earthquake. We have these all the time. And everyone else was freaking out because the earth was moving, which doesn't happen. And so, yeah, it, it's just, it, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. I like, I like how they have that kind of culture shock of like two types going together. Uh, like there's another episode where like they're having a siege on a town and so what they did is they just got some helicopters, and the helicopters came in, and in medieval times, they didn't really have defenses against helicopters or any air force or anything, because they didn't have planes then. So if someone comes in with, like, three helicopters, there's nothing they can do. There's there's going to be no casualties on the uh, war side, uh, on the uh, army side, because they're basically fighting against barbarians or somewhat... So, yeah, that's 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 what I'm currently watching, and I'm really enjoying it because of that. Because it has a really interesting take on taking. It's like one of those what ifs. What if modern day army fought medieval army? How would that react? Would it be like? Would the army just be super strong because they've got higher technology? And in this anime, that basically happens, and it's just it's just interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm currently watching. Uh, you know, based uh, based on your critique, I want to watch that now. Yeah, like, you're the first person that's actually articulated that in a way that I want to watch it. Also, the guy that went and set me up, or went went and almost killed me with the uh, cute high school defense, whatever the oh. hell. The, yeah, the uh, yeah the the magical boy thing. The guy that recommended uh, that to me that I threw over the couch and went and beat half to death. Um. He's been trying to get me into this, so I've been like, oh, there's no way in hell I'm going to watch it. I have oh. not 
let anybody go and talk me into this. So congratulations. You have actually made me interested in something that uh, I would not have watched otherwise. Yep, exactly. See, what I find weird is, like, I have a friend who watches a lot of it, more anime than me, and he said he didn't like it. Like, I guess, no, he didn't like it as much. Um, I guess he's still, he's watching it, though. So that's still a thing. All right. Well, Robert, since you mentioned, you can go next. Okay, so why am I uh, why am I telling this, Tyler? You tell me. <laughs> I don't want to take charge. Hey, yeah. Robert, tell me, <laughs> Robert, you get to go next. Oh, me? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't yeah. want to step on anybody's toes. Not now, bro, bro, bro. My toes hurt now. Gosh. I, I'm sorry. Ah. Do you know? I, do you know what? Okay, apparently, apparently I owe you a beer as an apology. Uh, a beer? Did I hear a beer? Okay. Oh, she's good. She's good. <laughs> Yeah, okay, good. We're good. We're good. Okay, I'm starting. <laughs> Tell us your enemy. All right. So, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, some friends of mine decided we're all going to go back and watch some nostalgic animes we watched as a kid. And I decided that I'm going to rewatch Tenchi Muyo. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It was one of my favorite shows on Toonami. I think that's when I really hit the full on anime stage uh, of my nerddom, basically. So I went back and watched that, and um, doing that has ruined my uh, memories of that particular series, because it is not as good as I remember, unfortunately. But I saw all these... Yeah, exactly. And I saw that they had some subsequent sequels that went along with it, because they did Tenchi Muyo. uh, What is Tenchi uh, Muyo, anyway? Okay, Tenchi Muyo, this is what a lot of people remember. It's their first harem anime. It's about this kid in high school who accidentally unleashes a demon that's sealed away in a shrine. And it just leads to a series of... <laughs> wow, it sounds like I'm on crack talking about it. It, it leads to a series of events that ends with five really hot chicks. Well, yeah, four really hot chicks and the teenager. Um living at his house and the weird sexually charged uh, antics that go and come along with it. It's a comedy, but it had some really out there moments. The original series was the 13 episode OVA and it just ended in the weirdest possible place, which I always thought was weird. And then they did a follow-up series called Tenchi universe, which is basically a whole different storyline. Like it started off the same way, but went in a completely different, uh, different direction. They added an actual fifth hot chick. So there were six chicks in this one. Um, and it was okay. The animation wasn't as well done. Uh, and that one at least had a complete start to finish storyline. Then you had Tenchi in Tokyo, which was, I don't even know what the hell to describe that thing. <laughs> it's uh, moving on. So when I was rewatching Tenchi Muyo, I saw there were some other series that hadn't aired on Toonami that, I wasn't aware existed, one of them being Tenchi Muyo Ryo Oki, which is a direct sequel OVA series that has like eight episodes that finishes the Tenchi Muyo storyline. And I watched that and proceeded to get even more confused because it's internally inconsistent, uh, which I guess makes it as good as the original Tenchi Muyo. Uh, then there was Tenchi Muyo GXP, which is a side story with side characters, and it's legitimately one of the funniest things I've watched in years and just weird. Then I found what I'm watching right now, Tenchi Muyo War on Geminar, which mm. I don't know why they call it a Tenchi Muyo series. I'm only a couple of episodes in, so I have no idea if they're going to find a connection to this whole thing, but I can't even describe this thing. They're one-hour episodes. I see there's 13 of them on Hulu. I think that's the entire thing, so it's like 
13 hours long. It's nuts. This is the most gorgeous thing that has come out of that whole franchise. I have no idea how it's supposed to connect into the whole storyline. Please just look up images of this thing and you will want to watch it. It's got everything from Escaflone-style mechs to the harem fan service things that all of us at the age of 13 enjoyed. And it's just so gorgeously animated. They even have a dub of it that Funimation's doing, which is actually, like, really good, which shocked me. <laughs> Funimation doing a good dub? Oh, my God. Well, I, they've had some really... They've had some good dubs in the past, but the original Tenchi Muyo series was dubbed by Genion Entertainment, and then Funimation picked it up, and they brought back a lot of the same voice actors, and it's just annoying. Every woman sounds like nails on a chalkboard. This one, though... Nope, no characters from the old stuff, new voice actors, new voice actresses, and they all sound really good. I'm like, damn, there's nobody here I hate. <laughs> Even the localization, the translation just feels really organic. There's no points where it's just like, okay, I can tell they were trying to say something different here, but it didn't make sense in English, so they changed the line. It's It's been great. I'm four episodes into the thing, and I, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to be going back to watch more. Dude. You know what I just realized when I looked the Animu up? Mm-hmm. I watched that when I was like six or something. <laughs> I didn't know what it was about. That's probably where it's all started going downhill, by the way, for me. <laughs> but like, I was like, this wrong. looks great. Oh, my God. She's typing in midair and floating on a cloud. I want to be exactly like her. And that's probably why I'm doing like computer programming stuff now. <laughs> Oh, God, she was inspired by Washu. I'm... The, <laughs> internet, you have been warned. This girl, <laughs> this girl will end us all. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. All I know about Washu is it's a drinking game. <laughs> drink for days. Okay, I guess it's my turn then, isn't it? Yep, yep. Sure. So, Cole, what anime are you currently watching? Well, ta- kind of, sort of, technically... I'm watching Fairy Tale. Kind of, sort of, technically. What? Except I mean? haven't watched an episode in four months. So is the most recent anime you've watched? My the most recent anime I watched. Yeah, Fairy Tale. Wow. Okay. It's been a while. Um, well, describe. And, although the, technically mean? the last episode that I watched was part of the new season. It was the fi- It was the last couple fights. In the during the um, what was it? I'm trying to remember what the what the actual name of the competition is. Oh yeah, the wizard battle competition. The wizard competition. Yeah, I was I was watching the follow up to Nazi's final battle with the dragons. Okay, so uh, you're but, watching you're watching fairy tale. Uh, yeah. What but, are yeah. your thoughts on fairy tale then? I really, really enjoy it. Uh, well, technically, if I, I'm actually there's a missing spot in there where because I jumped forward because my roommate was watching that in the front room and I just ended up watching it. But where I actually am, I'm in the Daph- Daphne arc right now. Okay, which is where a big a woman creates a dragon out of and then kind of flies around destroying things. But anyway, um, I really, really enjoy it. Um, it's. Actually, well, I don't ever listen to the sub. Is there a sub version? No, I'm not. Yes. Sub, I'm not subbed. I mean, dub, dub, dub version. Dub. Dub. Yes, there is a dub version. Uh, Fun fact: um, Michael Jones from Rooster Teeth voices dude. one of the characters. <laughs> I love Michael. Really? Cool. I didn't realize that. Wow. Uh, he does uh, Sting. 
Sting? Stinger. Sting. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's Sting. Yeah. But anyway, I watch... I don't know. I've really enjoyed this char- thing in here. I, there's a lot of uh, different characters and how, and how they kind of make... And I've always been fascinated with magic, and it's one of my favorite things. Um, and, of course, there's the type... There's always that event where you think when you're watching an anime like this, it's like, what magic would I have? Like, who, I'm guessing, Tyler, what would you... Like, you probably had the same thought at one point. Oh, what magic power would I have? From, uh, from fairy tales. Powers? Yeah, um... Like Man. what style of combat? Like, there's just so many. <laughs> Some kind of shadow make or teleportation. Mm-hmm. I just want to watch the world burn. I'm all about the lightning dragon slayer power. That's- oh, you like Lazarus? I need to watch more of it Luxus. before I can determine. Yeah, yeah Luxus. Mm-hmm. He's he's my favorite. I actually still have his coat. I've just I've never gotten around to doing my hair fright for him, so I I've yet to cosplay him. We'll need to do a group cosplay then at some point. Yeah. As long as we uh, do, we have a friend that would play what's his name, scary midget guy. Uh, <laughs> big Mackerel. head, big lips. Oh, big head, big lips. What? Oh, oh, from <laughs> Pegasus. Parfum. Oh Parfum. God, no, no, no! I almost agreed, not knowing <laughs> what I was going to get myself into. <laughs> no, you'd be too pretty for that. I try. You'd real be what hard. he thinks he is. I try real, real hard. Ugh. Parfum, yeah, parfum. But parfum magic. Oh, God. Yeah, it's perfect, no, perfect magic. No. Dude, uh, I have a friend who wants to cosplay the pink-haired girl, and she's, like, just about to start getting into cosplay. <laughs> yeah, I think she has pink hair. I'm not sure. The only person that I could think of that has pink hair in this movie, in, in this anime, is Natsu. No. No, uh, no, no, not her, not her, then. Uh, that is guy. Uh, so. Two, actually. They're sisters? Or they're related. Here, uh, no, not Mary Jane. She's blonde, technically. Um, yeah, there's two of them. Um, I can't remember. The one that tries the one that yeah yeah I know who you're I think about. yeah. Does what? Who does what? It, it, she either tries to get keys or something like that. I don't remember. Like it's been oh, a really long time. Lucy, Lucy, yeah, or a hundred percent Lucy. Lucy okay, has the blonde. Hair. Yeah, she's blonde. Okay. She, yeah, she wants to cosplay Lucy, and she's like, "Can you help me do the cosplay?" I'm like, "Yes." She, yes she's a, she's a main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I probably actually she might be the main character because she's like the first character you meet, and it's like a lot from her perspective quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. But for me personally, I think I would go along something along the lines. Like I would learn multiple types of magic. That's my thing, though. Like I don't know if you can do that though. You can. You can. Who, who, it just what? takes a lot of work. Who 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 learns multiple types of magic? Not like, doing Gashiel. Because <laughs> um, they're assholes like that. No, yeah, because but all the dragons started doing that, where they had their multiple dragon type. Because Gashiel had his uh, steel. Uh, yeah. No, he no he even had steel. So he had like his black, and then he had his iron dragon. So he had this shadow dragon, iron dragon, and then became a steel dragon too. Yeah. It happens, because he gets the carbon. There's carbon in the water, and he gets poisoned, but then the carbon in the iron of his dragon. <laughs> whatever, <makes> whatever, 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 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like I know that, like, I've, like, I've seen, like, there's, like, requip and, like, requip is a common one that they get mixed, get, that gets mixed. Does like, it? Yeah, like, gu- like, there's the guys that, do you know the guys that do gun magic? 
Oh, run magic and requip. Um, there's the sword magic that Erza does. She technically does armor and weapon requip. Well, that's um, yeah, that's just her magic is requip. That's yeah, but she also but she there's other stuff in there as she well. She just has really fancy magical armor and swords. Yeah. That she requips all the time. She just she's really good at requipping and she can do it faster than anyone else. But I know there's a couple of them that mix. Like there's not a lot. Like there's not like a guy that does like six types of magic now. Like, uh, I don't know. I, there's like, I, I kind of get where Cole's coming from because he had uh, what was his name, uh, Vitaldis, the guy that went and used the uh, rocket succubus magic. He had a couple of different types he was going and doing there, both manipulation abilities, uh, as well as uh, mind control as well. So, yeah, what was his name? The guy that that uh, owned uh, the Secrets, the uh, Secrets, the Sixth Group, the Guild of Six. Oh, the guy that was the, the guy that was at the beginning of it. <sighs> I'm trying to freaking remember his name. Yeah. Um, Ocryon Cirrus. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, his name was... What was his stupid name? The guy, oh, the, the boss bo- guy, the boss guy. He had technically yeah. two different personalities and two different types of magic. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. The more you got me thinking on it, the more I'm realizing, yeah, there were some ones they never called out as having multiple types, but definitely had different uh, abilities, like Mr. Brain. Jalal. Yeah. Brain. Yeah, that's that. Um, you fought with darkness magic, and um, it was a d- another type of magic as well. But hmm. anyway. I wonder I wonder if that's a thing, if it's, if it's two different types of magic or just a variation. Because everyone has such a unique magic that it's like, is it something and something else mixed together, or is it just their own twist on a magic? Maybe. Maybe. So, anyway, so yeah. Um, on to... Yes. Ebbs. The Lost Things. Hoi. 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 So, basically, I've been watching Undertale. That's my anime. No. <laughs> so, I do live, breathe, and eat it. Yes, I eat a computer game. Uh, so I, I'm not really watching anything right now. I'm always open to suggestions, but the most recent one I finished watching 100% all the way through was Soul Eater, because, boom! Um, <laughs> Excalibur! Excalibur! Yes. So I literally went into it with no expectations. Uh, it's like, I don't know. I want to watch an anime. I guess I'll watch this. People have spoken <laughs> about it ever. It's like it's been spoken about in life. So, um, but then now I'm just basically waiting for uh, Attack on Titan Season 2. Because mm-hmm. I yeah, want to try. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. And then I... I tried watching Kill a Kill, but then I got busy with schoolwork, so I'll probably go back to that and try again. Um, by th- <laughs> Sorry, yeah. just kind of jumping back really, really quickly. Um, yes, you can learn multiple types of magic. Oh, okay. Ultier knows time magic and later ice. Yeah. No. Uh, and also, no. and technically, um, Makarov knows multiple as well. But it's like you can freeze time. 
get it. I know. And, and like that, that <laughs> ice magic she knew from the beginning because that was like her mother's ice magic. Mm-hmm, yeah. And but yeah, she just but, learned time afterwards. But yeah, Makarov also knows multiple. He knows like fairy law is technically a different type of magic. Titan, requip. He knows like about four different types of magic if you, if you ask oh. right? They, um, it just okay. takes time. Yeah, like any that's... type of magic that it's the ones you spend more focus on, you'll be more powerful with. Have we actually just debated the logistics of magic use in a fictional anime? Yes. yes. Um, yeah. by, the, by the way, See, I'm actually looking at his list. It's fairy law, fire magic, that's... ice magic, light magic, maximum defense skill, requip, giant, wind magic, dispel, and telepathy. See, that's the beauty about anime. Is it, it creates a world that you can think of Argue so many things in. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Uh, that, anyway, that good. Sorry. sorry about that. Um, I'll round this off you. with that was Tyler's anime corner. We had a great discussion. Learned some few things. We debated about magic use. Uh, so that was good times. Very enlightening as usual. Very, very something. Um, I feel like I should have a hat with a bunch of suggestions for next week. Uh, uh, cosplay question or not cos uh, anime question so I can pull it out and be like okay this is the question for next week uh, think of an anime for that I'm I'm gonna say right now the question for next week is what is the funniest anime you've ever seen okay you could always just be like Excalibur and pull it out of your head yes with <laughs> Be white with that. Anyway, yeah. for the, for, and that anyway. point where he had the beard because when he was with had that beard. Yes. Poof. Anyway, or like when he's talking and then he like walks Poof. off the edge and says to a bug just on the ground. Poof. <laughs> then walks back. Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> In the 12th century. No, just so that we can actually get on because we're getting close to the end here. Okay, game section. Um, now I unfortunately feel very like down because they're all that music for yours. It feels like my gaming section is so down. I have to come up with something. Now there's no we music for the fandom section. Like True. singing the final countdown because you said it's towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this week's gaming topic is video game production hell, where games are delayed horribly or just were just broken. And went so wrong or right. Ooh, ooh. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple different games that were either delayed um, before they came out and were either really good, really bad, or games that came out on time, but they were just broken as hell. And once again, wrong or right, depending on how you go with it. First one is the most notorious one that went on for the longest, longest time, Duke Nukem. Forever. Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> First game came out fairly popular. I never played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, you weren't alive. Yeah. Oh man. Well, probably, oh. Yeah. Shots fired. How many oh, years? Yeah. How many years was it before Duke, Duke Nukem Forever came out? Oh uh, God. Twenty some. I I don't know if it was quite that far. Hold on. I. <laughs> I assume that you'd look up uh, the production uh, details on this thing, because you had Duke Nukem 1 that came out in the early 90s, and uh, Duke Nukem 2 and 3. I think 3 came out in 1998. So, God, yeah, because Duke Nukem Forever was announced right after Duke Nukem 3D. And... 14 years. Oh, dear God. It was that long. Oh, man. I shot under. Uh, I was going to say 20-some. Yeah, 20 years, but nope. Nope, uh, it was the sequel to the ni- to Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah. 
But yeah, three D uh, was a new thing then. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was ridiculously horrible from every standpoint from what I've heard. Like it was not after it went through like three different developers, didn't it? Three different developers, two different publishers, and I am not joking here, eight directors. I believe it. <laughs> the one that everybody kind of knows about is Gearbox, because they were the ones who origi- who ended up getting sending it out in the end. Yeah. Um, Gearbox itself is, of course, famous for their Borderlands series, which is widely successful. What, what, what oh, game is that? Borderlands. I, I, don't, I don't think... I don't think I've heard of that one. I don't think we can pull that joke, dude. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't pull no. that joke. No, no, okay. not on that one. I don't think we can get away with that. Somebody will come and kill you. And I played it with you. You cannot just give me that for freaking reason. Wait, did we? Did we? Did we? Did we? For like for like two hours. Oh, okay. uh, dude, Gage. Saw Gage. That Gage. Oh, Gage. Gage. Yes. Gage. But anyway, oh, moving Gage. on though. But and then they, of Gage. course, Gearbox ended up get. Uh, getting Duke Nukem Forever, and then proceeded to get do what they could with it, essentially. And it didn't turn out very well. Um, glitches, like horrible, like just bad reviews all the way down the list. Like, I don't, I, I never really played it very much, but who, does anybody in, in here play it? Uh, kind no. of? <laughs> What? I don't know. I, I, I tried Random doing a noise. let's play. Yeah. <laughs> I tried doing a let's play. I tried doing a let's play of it, and that's the uh, first and the last time that I will ever consider doing a let's play because that game got me so infuriated. You know, it, I will say it wasn't even that it was that bad of a game. Yes, it was glitchy. It had its problems. The biggest sin of this game, though, is that. It's a game that feels like it came out of, like, 2004. Like, yeah. it plays like the first Halo game, which was good at the time, but talk to anybody that's got the Halo Master Chief Collection or the Anniversary Edition. That game has aged horribly oh, totally. for that kind of shooter. And that was its biggest problem. It's just like, God, I feel like I'm playing an old game and the buttons are not where I would expect them to be. It just feels very backwards to how it's supposed to be. And what's really sad... Even though it's been pretty critically panned, this thing actually was still a hit. A lot of people bought it, and I'm not even talking like first month. Like this thing, I think because it was such a bad game, a lot of people went out and bought it after the uh, about a month after the release. It yeah, actually I'm actually looking at the ratings from like Steam, and it's got it's got like seven out of ten. But yeah, all in all, the game it seems like it's gotten popular with small like other things like as a secondary not as a launch title anymore but from there it i guess it's not bad it's kind of turned out to be an okay game in the end yeah it's it's history is really i think what it comes down to it's not that it's a bad game it just feels it it's 10 years too late yeah exactly came out like 10 years too late yeah that would have been an awesome game during that first halo generation (laughs) but it's not now yeah, uh, they would have had to upgrade the game to like modern engines and everything, like just to make it fit, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact: going and looking at this, this is apparently with when you put all of the production budgets together for this game, this is the most expensive video game made in the last generation. Oh, geez. are you kidding me? I'm not joking. With all the developers that were working on this thing, its estimated budget. Uh, it's settled, 
oh god, this can't be real. This has to be adjusted for inflation. I, I'm looking at the estimated budget for this thing, and between marketing, which I don't recall there being really any marketing, it was more of a word of mouth thing from what I remember, and production, this game costs two hundred and thirty million dollars to go and make, produce, and uh, promote. And pay for and pay everybody. Is that yeah. just like overtime? Because like just to pay the average person, it takes that long for fifteen years to do. I I, I don't That's know. Probably it, what happened. Probably it's it's an estimated thing, and I'm sure considering how this thing's traded hands, any of the companies that are still around that went and sold this off, I'm sure there was some guarantee to the people that were making it that they would get X amount of dollars for it. Um, but wow, this. Uh, Expensive. Okay, so th- th- this one's a fail for a whole different reason, apparently. This is the food fight of video games. Okay. Wait, well, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll just stop it right there. I don't even want to get into that because we need to move on. Yeah. Um, let's move on to one that is actually fairly recent and actually technically was a launch title. Um, was gonna was to show off a new features and stuff like that. We're talking about Assassin's Creed Unity here. Shoot me. Fuck you! Now... I'm a huge, huge... Is that the cause of the game? I... <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed franchise. I've loved it since the first one. I've played them all. I've played, tried to get 100% for them all. I just love the story. I love how much thought goes into these games. I love the history. Yes. And I just adore it. Yes. But Unity just killed me so hard. I want to cry. Yeah, I... It 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 looks beautiful. Like when you first get into it, it's like it's a beautiful map. It, it does really well, but then just so many glitches with this game, even on release. Like it was delayed three months, and yeah, it was delayed several months, and then it just got to. Uh, and then faces so, rip off in the middle of conversation. Yeah. Okay. So I never actually had that happen. Lucky you. <laughs> I just feel for months. I had to, it crashed my PlayStation 4. Wow. And I had, yeah, it was that bad. Like, I got caught in a wall. It crashed, it crashed my PlayStation 4 to the point that I tried to restart it using the controller and everything. Nope, would not. Tried to restart it using the buttons on the console itself. Nope, not at all. I had to unplug it and replug it back in. On I... Of, like, my background or whatever cover picture or whatever for YouTube is me stuck in the wall from that time. <laughs> See, I, I, I had, I didn't have these experiences everyone was, uh, is having. Like lucky. I played the game. Actually. I didn't have any face glitches. None of that happened to me. The most I got was when like, you entered a, yeah, if you got leg, when you entered a area that had just lots of people and so you get like that weird, some stuttering like that, and you it, some frame drops. That that's the most that I got. I didn't really have any trouble whatsoever. Um, probably some small glitches here and there where things go a little wonky, and maybe some guys in the ground or something like that. But I like, found people on the roofs, bakers on the roofs. No. Yeah, that's hmm. a little bit weird. Like, okay, when a lot of people also talk about the Assassin's Creed series, they talk about their favorite characters. Altair seems is usually a favorite, but also Ezio El Dottore tends to no, be Ezio's famous. No, Ezio's like the most famous oh, dude. one. Yeah. I want his cape. I want to be him. Okay. 
Yeah, but um, one of the things that a lot of people say is that, for example, from Assassin's Creed 3 was Connor. And a lot of people compare Connor to a tree because it does <laughs> absolutely no personality whatsoever. Uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of people just have – there's literally no – okay, there's people in – so many people are in my Facebook right now talking. Um <laughs> But anyways, but people were... Oh, but, from the group chat? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people were... Yeah, I'm a lot of people any, would say Any that, group chat stuff. Yeah, it was not your group chat. Uh, oh, well, fuck. Okay, fine. I guess I'm not yeah. part of the group. It's no, our We'll just chat. leave. Goodbye. Uh. Okay, bye. But no, uh, but no. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but no, um, but, but then a lot of people would say that... Um, and I can't, Arno, 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 thank you. I got you. Would be pretty much would be considered a second worst. Yeah, no, uh, he was bad. He like I don't know. It just was one of those characters that was like he had a bit of personality. But then they didn't go anywhere with no, it. No, it didn't. And like literally, they were like, "Hey, <clears throat> here's an inkling of a personality. You can run with that the whole entire game, okay?" I don't know. They tried to do the whole thing with like that uh, Templars and Assassins can get along in that one. They tried, was... but the story was hard horrible. Yeah. Like, like it's like they like if if Connor is a tree with no personality, um, Arno would be pretty much like a guy. As is the tree after it started to get carved into a statue. It's got a little bit of definition. But it's still a fucking tree. So like half a canoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got some function, but it's not going to float if you put it in the water. <laughs> I just made that up right now. That actually I love it. Well. I know. I was really amazed and really proud of myself after the fact. <laughs> not going to lie. Also, the other thing that irks me about Assassin's Creed Unity is that, okay, so I took French for three years in high oh, school, no. and then oh, no, three semesters. Oh, about it. I know. <laughs> what can I say? I'm just awesome. But no, I like, I don't know. I just latched onto that as my main personality definer in high school, and like. How bad was it? Like, the French in this? The French wasn't that bad. The French was actually really good. The French was superb. It's just that. Or it a French-Canadian company, I hope it would be. Right, exactly. Like, Well, they technically would have had to go Parisian, though. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it wasn't... The French was good. It's just that I wanted this game to be so much better and so much more dynamic and have a lot more about, like, the history and have a lot more down in the catacombs and, like, to do with each different little, like, monument and, like, thing that makes Paris Paris, but it... They kind of glossed over it. Yeah, like, it was beautiful, yeah, when it loaded all the way and didn't glitch out on you, but at the same time, the map was overcrowded, and then, while I liked the whole, like, app part of it... It got repetitive. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, well, I... And I'm a completionist, so every time I see something on the map, I freak out and I have to fix it and have it not be there. Exactly. So it's I'm like, trust me. I know I'm the same way. I, it um, takes me three times as long to finish a game because I will refuse right? to do missions until I collect every little be- piece of collectible. Exactly. Exactly. I feel. I felt. I felt. Like that. Uh, um, 
Assassin's Creed, like when I looked at the impression I got from the game was that it was a uh, stepping stone, basically. Like they had lots of bugs, but what they're, they're basically trying to get onto the new consoles. And so this is one of those growing pain games. So it's like mm-hmm, a growing pain. So they try some things like they threw in a way more NPCs. So they had lots and lots of crowds. And so mm-hmm. they're just basically saying, okay, let's throw some stuff at the board, see what sticks and what doesn't. <laughs> And sometimes that makes a mess. And so you've got Unity, which is a mess. Um, but by all accounts, um, uh, Syndicate that came out is, so is way better. And like that's the example. is They took away a lot of the crowds. They took away a lot of the crowds. Yeah, they changed a couple things. Did, yeah, the, uh, they looked at the game and said, okay, these are the things that works. These are things that didn't work. Let's try some other things. Because that's what they're really doing. Like, you think about the first Assassin's Creed game compared to the Assassin's Creed now. They are so drastically different. Oh, the first game was all about, like, climbing and assassins like that. And stealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, really there's still glad. stealth stuff in, in the... Uh, but, but, no, the first one was solely stealth. If you get caught, you're screwed. Yeah, it, it was, like, starts uh, you over for so- certain mes- missions and stuff. Yeah, it was like um, Splinter Cell. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. you got more freedom because like, it was more a defensive fighter than uh, than anything. So, uh, like in in the newest games, like it's it gives you more choices is what they're trying to do. So you yeah. can take like that's when you still have those assassin missions too. Like they they kind of brought that back um, where you have this mission to assassinate someone, and then you can oh, either yeah. go through this route or through this route, and like they give you options to try and to kind of complete your assassin mission because it was definitely a different play screen than the regular missions were because they would jump up and be you'd have your area and then you have targets that you're going to just get a specific thing done to help you through your mission you could go and just kill the guy as just by like if you had a like i remember in the uh hospital one if you could go unlock that door you could go right in there and just kill the guy but then there's the other options of talking to you could hide yeah you could hide corpse I did and that. Then, I did that too. That's what I did. Uh, yeah. I guess we all did that. Because so. you, you want to check it out. It's a unique assassination. Like, yeah. go for it. Okay. So, so keep going. I, oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's why, like, when I think of Unity, it's it's a stepping stone. Like, yeah. you just got to accept it for its fault. Yeah. I still got to finish that game. I still yeah, same. It. I know. I, I'm like... I'm almost done, but I'm not done. Also, quick question about Syndicate. Who here... Okay, I play... When I play as Eevee, I play mostly slash primarily stealth. Mm -hmm. And then when I do... When I'm Jacob, I'm mostly slash primarily brawler. Yes. Well, that's how they're designed, too. Well, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like... I switch back and forth. Even before... Yeah. But, like, before you even, like, expanded your skill trees and whatnot, that's how immediately I liked that the game was set up, that it was super obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Even thing. Even from the like, very beginning. They, they, those archetypes were thrown upon you so that like when you play the game, you're like, oh, okay, so this is going to be some brawly stuff, so may as well use uh, Jacob and or Evie. Like, Evie is always about stuff, so may as well use those characters. There's probably people out there who didn't care at all and they used one character for the entire thing except uh, for the missions that you could only use one yeah in which case you you would have your character and then it would switch you when you got there yeah so, yeah so um, even then you could just play the one character and then just do that because um, even then when i did their skill trees yeah. i 
pretty much did the same thing for both of them. I didn't try and switch them up at yeah. all. Uh, because I then, to max them out. yeah, because yeah. I didn't want to go in there and then realize, oh, I'm playing a different character who doesn't have this skill that I use a lot. Oh yeah, especially for lock picking, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, not the, or the cap, the kidnapping. Yeah, yeah, that was also a major like I super it. helpful thing. I I still hate it. Anyway, um, I hate to break it off here. We got to move on to the next one here. Um, this one's very, very brief because the game itself was amazing and did a really good job, but it was only on PC where there was a big, big issues. Um, I'm talking about Batman Arkham Knight. No. Who here played that? I have it for the PlayStation, so I can't really. I never played it for PC, but I'm just going over it briefly. Yeah. Um, PC itself was broken beyond repair. Like everybody on the consoles had a beautiful time with it, but the console port was done by a completely different company and they did it so badly that steam took it off the store and was offering refunds (laughs) oh real quick about um to go off of refunds and stuff for assassin's creed unity they offered the free dlc because or yeah 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 yeah, they offered that that free yeah as an apology okay keep going with but yeah they they took it off and then brought it back like four months later and it was still a little bit issued, but it's a lot better now. But it's one of those things you're like, Oh my God, what the hell? It's just one of those, like why they didn't even check it. It just seemed like, I don't know. It's just one of those things. What I'm sure everybody's kind of heard about that. Oh yeah. For the drinking game at home. Uh, you have to take a shot for everything. Time Cole said one of those things or stuff mm. like that. Oh geez. That, that'll be a, that'll be a new feature next week. <laughs> W-R-E-K-T, wrecked. <laughs> um, anyway, going from there, uh, Sim City. Uh, should we not just start packing it in now? Yeah, I'm just going to go over this really, really quick. Sim City yeah. was another one. Um, Constant needed the internet connection, and because of that, when everybody, like 300,000 people tried to log into the servers, it went... <sighs> um, Pretty much, they ended up, after about six months of problems and stuff like that, they ended up making a, a non-internet-needed connection place, which is what everybody wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, th- this is all me here because, once again, <laughs> the internet is going to be coming after me. Um, I'm going to go into the Witness Protection Program after this podcast, so uh, this will be my last time here, guys, so uh, bye. It's been nice knowing you. Anyway, I'll give everyone his address. <laughs> you would, too. I know. Go All on. right. He's, he's actually coming to live with me, so. <laughs> no, no. you, then. <laughs> actually, Robert doesn't like it. It's cold here. Yeah, no, it's too damn cold up That's there. I'm no, sorry. I'd I love to be. Anyway, Robert, go. Robert, go. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, so, Final Fantasy thirteen. I know a lot of people have problems with this game, and I'm going to say this. It's not actually a bad game. I've got some issues with it. I do generally like the characters in there. The stories, eh, it's okay. Hey, the big problem with this game, though, it's kind of like Duke Nukem. It comes down to production history, because this game went into production in 2004. They showed off the first trailer for this in 2006 at E3, so just a couple of months after Final Fantasy XII came out. It released worldwide in 2010. And the real problem with this game is that Final Fantasy XII, which is still considered to be a lost gem, actually did more to further the franchise in terms of gameplay mechanics, design, depth of characters. This was a game that if it had come out in 2001, would have been hailed as 
the best JR or the best RPG ever made. The problem was other games had come out in that span of time between the start of the development and the actual release of it. And it's just a boring title. It doesn't have any sort of action command interface like, say, Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2 had on the inside. It didn't have a really dynamic turn-based system like the way that uh, Final Fantasy XII did. It's a game that took so long to produce. The entire world had moved beyond it in terms of its gameplay style. Its sequels actually did a much better job. 13.2 definitely evolved the process. And... uh, Final Fantasy uh, 13 Lightning Returns, the last game in the series, which I will stand by is not a terribly great game. The story elements are horrible, but the gameplay process on there, the actual fighting mechanics and the core structure to the game, that's what the Final Fantasy 7 remake is being based on engine-wise. So it's not that they didn't have the ability to make a better combat system, the main bulk of what you're going to be doing in the game. They just decided to go and make it basically Final Fantasy X 10 years later. That's a problem. Definitely. So that's, that's one where just the constant delays in the production on there, it killed it because the rest of the world moved beyond it. And I think that's where a lot of people hated the game from because it just was an old game by the time it came out. Definitely. Okay. So, Eb, final thoughts. What did you think of, t- of tonight's podcast? I enjoyed it. I would definitely, five out of 10, mil- I don't know, like, I did that wrong. Ten out of five, do it again. <laughs> does it need more chicks? <laughs> yes, 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 it does. I mean, does it though? Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um... <laughs> like we need a Richard in here. Come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, we need we need a Richard. Like, oh Rapid. shit, dude! I almost like dropped my glass and broke it. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Richard. But anyways. Um... Did, oh, did you fun. learn anything today? I uh, did. I learned I learned many things. I learned that I do not know what magic power I would have. I learned racial slurs. <laughs> Those will not be in this podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like the world should know that I did learn them. <laughs> I, I warn you, I learned some racial slurs today. <laughs> they are added to my vocabulary. I am so not if I saying... Use them, specifically that they came from this podcast. I mean, how do you know? I didn't learn it in my mathematics class today. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. I learned uh, I learned many things, yes. I'm glad you could join us. I'm yeah. glad I could join you, too. Thank you for having me. Definitely. You're always welcome back whenever you want. Thank you. Thank you. I'll just, like, magically barge in every time. <laughs> what yeah, we're just in the middle of a conversation. I'm yeah. here, too! Penis. Penis. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know why it says never throw out someone's super suit at the bottom of our dock. That's, oh, they'll that's, find out on the YouTube video. Trust me. Okay. Yeah, um, something good to uh, to keep in mind, or I will find you and I will eat your potential children. Okay. What? <laughs> Wait. Okay, Wait. this just got really dark here. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Robert, for joining us. Tyler, Eb. Thank you. And we will see you next time with someone else filling the fourth the fourth chair. And I'm not even sure who it's going to be at this moment, but we'll see. 
But okay. you have to admit that they can't break the fourth wall like I can. No, definitely not. Oh, no Good. one's ever going to be able to compete on that front. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, Except my. maybe Deadpool himself, probably, definitely. Probably, but we're trying, definitely. We're trying to get yeah. him booked, but it's, it's proving very difficult. Definitely. I believe in you. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, everyone, and... You have a great day or night or whatever it is for you. Until next time. Until next time. We are doomed. Bye.